just because you have that freedom, like really make sure that you have a good system, you have a plan and then you have a good system for like exactly what you want to accomplish, whether it be traveling or in your business. uh, So you're able to achieve that. This is Debbie and welcome to another episode of The Offbeat Life, where I speak to inspiring individuals who ditched the norm to become location independent. We'll learn how to create sustainable laptop lifestyles from the experts that will help us achieve freedom from our nine to five. Hey friend, are you looking to land a remote gig ASAP? Well, did you know that we not only have a ton of online jobs you can apply to on our site, but now we are also sending them straight to your inbox. I'm happy to announce that we will be sending our email subscribers legit online jobs every Wednesday. We have done hours of research so you don't have to. If you want to be the first one to hear about the remote gigs we find, go to theoffbeatlife.com to subscribe. On this episode, I speak with Eric, who is a millennial digital nomad pursuing FIRE, which means financial independence in order to retire early. Achieving lean FIRE gave him the confidence to leave his corporate job behind and begin slow traveling the world. He also runs a blog and podcast, Nomad on Fire, where he teaches others about combining the digital nomad lifestyle with financial independence principles to design a life with more freedom, excitement, and greater joy. Listen on to find out how Eric has been able to achieve financial independence and retire early. Hey everyone, thank you so much for being here. I am really excited for my guest today. I'm here with Eric. Hey Eric, how are you? Doing great, Debbie. How are you doing? I am great. Can you tell us more about you, Eric, and why you live an offbeat life? Yeah, absolutely. So hi, everyone. I'm Eric. I run the blog and podcast Nomad on Fire. So it's all about combining the principles of financial independence with the digital nomad lifestyle. I first came across financial independence. So I was just kind of randomly scrolling through Facebook one day, which I probably would not recommend to your listeners, but it actually worked (laughs) out well for me (laughs) in this situation. And I came across an article that was kind of a clickbaity title, but it was, oh, see how this couple retired in their early 30s and now they travel the world. I'm like, wow, that sounds pretty awesome. Like That sounds like something I would like to do. So I read the article and they mentioned some other like big financial independence blogs like Mr. Money Mustache is a popular one. So I just kind of devoured all the information that I could on financial independence. I became like really obsessed with it. Like shortly after this too, I had moved to a new city and had received a promotion at work. So I had a pretty nice salary bump. So instead of like inflating my lifestyle, right? Like buying a new car or I don't know, buying, you know, a huge flat screen TV or something crazy. I just dedicated that extra money that was coming in into savings and investments. Those savings and investments, I didn't hit my original like target financial independence, uh, retire early number, but I did have the confidence to then leave my job a few years later. Last year in 2019, I was just kind of getting burnt out from a work-life balance perspective I had a long commute. I worked some weird shifts. So I worked on weekends. I worked at night and really just wanted a life of more freedom and much better work-life balance time and be able to travel and to work on the things that I wanted to work on and spend more time with friends and family. So pulled the trigger, left my 
my job. And then I, I began my travels as a digital nomad. And the, the rest is history, as they say. <laughs> I find it so interesting that whenever I talk to probably 95% of the digital nomads on this show, the one word that always pops up is freedom, right? And that is really what most of us are craving because it feels like we're being suffocated when we're a nine to five and we just don't have that personality that can stay in that cage. And having location independence and having this freedom is like being set free and now you can do more with your life or at least it feels like that for us you know (laughs) (laughs) absolutely and you were able to do that because you had enough sense and I know you're saying it was really very um just like something that's clickbaity for you or for a lot of people that's why a lot of these articles got clicked on but it worked out really well for you right so that's awesome <laughs> yeah yeah it honestly worked out so well like i i would say like reading that article like completely changed the trajectory of my life if if you can believe it so it was definitely very powerful i had read the 4 hour work week before you know i mean i think i knew on some basic level, if you had enough money, you know, you maybe wouldn't have to work anymore, but it never clicked that on like an average salary, I could reduce my expenses and then ramp up my savings and investments enough that I would like be able to retire or leave my job like in my early thirties, like well before the traditional age of retirement. Yeah. And that's incredible because most of us are taught to just stay at a stable nine to five until we're retiring. So when you can do that a lot shorter, that is pretty amazing. So Eric, how did you actually prepare for the journey to make this big change in your life to leave your nine to five to have more of a freedom lifestyle? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, it definitely was was a big decision. Like you mentioned digital nomads and in location independence and freedom for us is definitely what we're craving. But I I did have some of that, like I had some fears around it, right? Because you don't, you don't, you know, most most people don't give up like a stable, high paying job. So I definitely had some anxiety and a lot of like conflicting thoughts about it. But I just I knew that this is what I needed to do at at this point in my life. And I had just watched a lot of um, digital nomad like content on YouTube. And one of my friends had actually done remote year and he would post articles about it and pictures. And it just looked amazing. He looked like he was having the time of his life. So to kind of ease the transition, I guess, and plan for it, I did decide to start my travels with remote year. So I had like a community of, of like-minded travelers and they kind of handled the logistics so I did a I did a four month remote year program throughout Latin America. That was amazing experience, a lot of fun. So I spent time in Chile, Peru, Colombia, and then finished in Mexico City. And then at the beginning of this year, spent some time traveling throughout Southeast Asia. So I was in Thailand and Chiang Mai for a while. Then I was in Bali, and then definitely had some back and forth. But with COVID, just decided to return back to the U.S. and just spent some time with with friends and family. When you were traveling around with Remote Year and obviously you started traveling around on your own, were there any surprises for you that it just 
took you away from it? Like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this is happening. Or maybe there were some realities that you didn't think was going to happen to you and it kind of set you back a little bit. So I don't know if this is necessarily like maybe travel related, but I think it it was more like financial independence, like retire early related. So like I quit my job and then I started Nomad on Fire and was was working on that as you know, and working on that as like my full-time thing. But I think my one big surprise is I had a lot of like negative thoughts, I guess, about my job in my mind. Like, oh, this is holding me back. Like, oh, if I didn't, if I didn't have this crazy work schedule, I would be in such good shape and I would be doing fun things all the time with all my friends and I would have the blog and the podcast and everything would be going great. And then I didn't have a job anymore. And I realized like, oh, wow, you know, I I don't have this excuse anymore. Like if I don't accomplish (laughs) anything, it's on me. Like it's my, uh, it's my own personal fault that this didn't get, get done. So I I would say that that was a pretty big realization that and something to keep in mind, you know, for your listeners, like just because you have that freedom, like really make sure that you have a good system, you have a plan and then you have a good system for like exactly what you want to accomplish, whether it be traveling or in your business. Uh, so you're able to achieve that. Yeah. As much as we sometimes talk about the nine to five being not so great, it is, it's really steady income for a lot of people and you can't knock that down. And it's a lot more responsibility. Surprisingly, when you start doing this on your own and you don't have that stable income coming in every single month and you have to do everything yourself and you're responsible for everything. So that is really an eye opener for most of us when we are starting this lifestyle out. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely, definitely important to to have a plan. So what would you say has been the biggest setback that you have encountered right now as an entrepreneur, as somebody who's digital nomad, as a location independent person? Besides COVID, you know, that kind of put a, <laughs> <laughs> kind of puts a little pause to to the travels extensively internationally. I would say one of the biggest struggles is just growing growing a brand or growing an audience. I mean, I'm sure you can attest to this. I'm sure anyone who's ever started any sort of online brand or, or venture can kind of know the struggle of putting yourself out there, putting a lot of hard work in, and then just having that struggle to kind of gain traction and, and grow a following. But overall, I mean, it's been a great learning experience. Like I didn't have any sort of background in blogging or podcasting before I started this. So it's it's been a lot of fun and i've been able to connect with like really inspiring awesome like-minded people i'm i'm sure you you would agree to that as well having a podcast it's just such a great way to connect with really cool people absolutely and the type of people that you meet in this community are always so interesting right and everyone has a really amazing backstory that you can relate with, we can all relate with, but it's always so different and really interesting. And whenever you talk to each other, there's always that huge connection. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's interesting. Like, I mean, I try to be involved in like the digital nomad and the financial independence communities and like also try to bring them together because I think there's so much overlap between 
those groups of, of people. And like we were kind of talking about it before, but I think freedom is, is the biggest thing and just wanting to create and design a life like exactly how you, you want to live it. So I think it's, it's so cool and it's so much fun meeting other digital nomads because they've taken, you know, that step in their journey and they're on the path of, of living a life that they want to live. Yeah, I agree with you, especially when you're combining both, because there has to be sustainability in this type of lifestyle, too. I think there's sometimes there's a misconception that we just go off, we don't have any plans, and then things just start to happen. But a lot of times, if you completely just go out there, you have no savings, you don't know what's happening, you're going to end up going back to your day job and be miserable again. So there has to be a balance of both in order to maintain this type of life. Yeah, absolutely. I think on the having the savings and investments, like the safety net, that's that's so important. I would say on like, Maybe the flip side of that too, even if you're like really successful, like online freelancer or entrepreneur, just make sure that you're thinking about the future and you're you're putting that money away in terms of savings, investing, real estate, whether it's back into the business, whatever it is, to kind of future proof yourself, you know, just in case there's like COVID this year or if there's some sort of recession or something happens with the business, it's it's always great to have that safety net and make sure that you're planning ahead. So with everything that's been happening now, how have you been able to make sure that you're either creating more income for yourself or making sure that your savings aren't dwindling in order to move forward and even succeed with your business? Because right now, especially all of us have to be more creative in this type of environment. Yeah, absolutely. I think the biggest thing for me is just making sure that I'm um, monitoring my expenses. Personal finance, right? You either want to earn more money or you want to spend less and then you want to save and invest the difference. I mean, I definitely have been trying to grow on the income side in terms of uh, the blog and the podcast, but I've focused a lot this year on the expense side. So like I spent a lot of time in Southeast Asia where the cost of living is significantly cheaper than back in the US. So I saved a good amount there. And then when I returned to the US, I was fortunate enough to spend some time with friends and family. So I saved a lot in terms of housing expenses. It was amazing to spend time with them. Like I, you know, that's something that I wanted to do anyway. So that I saved a ton of money in terms of that. Transportation, same thing. Like I didn't have a car for a while. So I saved a lot in terms of transportation. And then food is the other big bucket. You know, just want to make sure that you're trying to cook meals at home because that's a good way to save money as well. Yeah, absolutely. Now, when you just left your nine to five, how much did you actually save before setting off? And how are you able to make sure that this was going to last? Yeah, absolutely. So I don't share like my net worth number, but I did have like a year's worth of expenses. So I had like, I had right around $30,000 saved in cash for the year. And that is just kind of what I had budgeted. I I just went through and and had a budget and I wanted to make sure that that money was in cash and I wouldn't have to save, you know, sell off any sort of investments to cover for the year. I think the biggest thing was just doing the planning upfront. You know, I had some 
additional money coming in from like selling, you know, furniture and, and some of my stuff. But then the big thing was just budgeting for the future. So like when I was traveling on remote year, I, you know, had a higher budget because I knew that it was going to be a little bit more expensive and I would want to do some different side trips and experiences like with friends and family. My dad actually came down to Peru. So I got to do Machu Picchu with him. That was a lot of fun. And then like for the other part of the year, I had a lower budget because I knew that I would save money uh, being in Southeast Asia. So when you were traveling around on your own, sometimes it becomes really lonely, right? And we need to find a community. How do you usually find the people that you can surround yourself with whenever you're traveling? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a yeah, that's a great question. I was traveling with with my girlfriend, so I did have someone to to hang out with and from a cost saving perspective, I would say I would highly recommend traveling with a partner because that's a great way to save on on rent and Airbnbs and stuff abroad. Remote year was also a, a great way to to meet people. So like even when I like wasn't traveling with the same group of people, they have like a large extended network and Slack community. So I was able to reach out to people through there. And then also just having like the blog and podcast and online presence, I would say that is an awesome way to connect with other like-minded people. And you can, you know, search for the location that you're traveling to and, you know, just reach out to people and see if they want to meet up for dinner or something. Different meetup events I went to or conferences. I don't know if there's too many of those going on right now in person, but back in January, I did do Nomad Summit in Chiang Mai. That was a lot of fun. Met some awesome, really cool digital nomads, uh, different Facebook groups. I think there's a lot of great resources out there online. If you're unsure, I think there's definitely plenty of people out there to connect with and you'll have people to hang out with. It's such a tight knit community that when you know one person, I'm sure there's some sort of a connection with the other. And it's really great when you can find that commonality with with each other. And even if you don't, it's just like the experience that you have, which is really interesting and fun. Yeah, absolutely. I feel yeah, I feel like when you're traveling, right, like you can, you can always talk about traveling. And then if you're kind of slow traveling and you're doing it long term, kind of like we were talking about before, I feel like as a digital nomad, like you've taken that step that you made a conscious choice of like, this is what you want to do. And this is how you want to design your life. So I think it's always fun to connect with people like that and kind of find out what their motivations were and then find out what their journey has been. What would you say has been the best learning experience for you since you became a digital nomad? Best learning experience in terms of like a personal learning, like something I learned about myself or just in general? In general, or it could be about you. (laughs) I think traveling, you definitely learn a lot about yourself. I've learned that I'm pretty, I don't know if this is something I learned, but this is something that I guess I confirmed kind of through my travels and my digital nomad journey is that I'm pretty routine oriented. I think traveling, you know, you do need to be flexible and, and very adaptable. So it's it's gotten better. But I think it's just kind of something that's like, you know, has cemented a, about myself. So that's an important thing to realize. So I, I do like to kind of kind of a personal productivity nerd and I like to have a schedule. I like to have a plan. I like to plan out my day the night before. And that just helps me be productive. Because I feel like for me, I'm not able to fully enjoy 
like relaxing if I was kind of lazy or unproductive that day. So I, that's just an important thing, like just for me personally. So I try to make sure I have that plan. It, isn't it interesting that we left a nine to five so we can have more free time for ourselves? And then we go out there and we're like, I need more stuff to do. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, uh, it is funny. I think the, I think the, the difference is so much like working on thing like working for yourself or working on things that you're passionate about makes such a big difference like when i work on blog and in podcast stuff like a lot of times it's it's super fun and it doesn't even feel like work and the hours just like fly by yeah i agree with that and it's really bad because i sometimes this is a really bad thing but i know i need to stop but when you just enjoy what you're doing. You don't even know what time it is anymore. And I have to like set an alarm for myself to actually stop working. <laughs> <laughs> for real. Yeah. The hours can just slip by. <laughs> so Eric, let's fast forward to 50 years from now and you're looking back at your life. What legacy would you like to leave and what do you want to be remembered for? Wow. Yeah, that's a great, that's a great question. Um, I mean, I do hope to have a family and children. So hopefully that happens sometime in the future. I currently don't have any children. So hopefully that they will remember me and I'll <laughs> leave a positive uh, legacy and impact on them. In terms of like the wider world, I think just, you know, spreading the message of, of kind of living the digital nomad lifestyle and basic personal finance and people working towards and achieving financial independence. Hopefully, you know, through conversations like the one we're having today, I can inspire other people to make positive changes in their life that can set them up for future success and help them design a life with more freedom, excitement, and greater joy. When you talk to people about your lifestyle, about being location independent, what is the one thing that you are the most excited about when you talk to other people who don't know anything about this lifestyle? I'll give kind of two different examples. I think it's funny like talking to like maybe people in older generations or like my parents, because sometimes they're like not aware of the technology. Like I remember when I first started traveling and my mom was like, oh, you're going to be so far away. Like, how will we talk? And I'm like, well, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to have Internet, you know, and then I'm like halfway around the world and we're we're on like a FaceTime call together. And she's like, this is so crazy. Like, you're so far away. And I'm like, this is, <laughs> you know. The internet's pretty much everywhere. Like this is exactly the same as when I lived in Austin. You know, I'm just a little bit farther away now. I think talking to maybe other people, it's just like the absolute freedom in terms of like where, how you can design your life, how you can structure your time, and then where you can live and where you want to be. I think just people in digital nomad community are adventurous. So there's definitely some like digital nomad hotspots and, you know, very popular places for remote workers. But I think just as technology continues to advance, it's exciting to see, you know, new places that nomad communities are, are popping up. When you mentioned with your parents, I, I was just thinking, I wonder what we're going to be saying like 30 years from now to our kids when they say something like, I don't know, crazy. And we're like, what? 
Can you do that? <laughs> I, I'm just thinking about that. I'm like, I wonder what we would think would be impossible and our kids would be t- looking at us like we're crazy too. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. teleportation or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> right. Yeah. It'll be so crazy to see where technology evolves to. And I feel like I, like for the most part, stay pretty up to date on different technology trends. But yeah, I wonder if, yeah, I wonder if one day it'll just hit me and I'm like, oh, wow, I didn't know you could do that. That's so crazy. <laughs> yeah. I have a feeling there's going to be a few moments like that when we're older, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. <laughs> so what are you currently working on that is really exciting for you? I mean, the biggest thing is is just staying consistent with the podcast for me. So I would say first I think I am going to try to break it up in seasons. So this first season has mainly been like digital nomad and travel focused. I have talked to a few people that have achieved financial independence or have a blog or podcast about it. But I think moving into 2021, I'm going to shift focus a little bit and I'm going to talk more on the financial independence piece and maybe a little bit less on the digital nomad piece. So I'm kind of excited to try to bridge that gap and talk to some more people in the financial independence community and then see if they're going to utilize geo-arbitrage as part of their strategy because that can be a a great way to definitely reduce your expenses. Mm, Interesting. That'll be fun. And we can't wait to obviously hear about that. Now, if our listeners want to know more about you, where can they find you? Yeah, they can connect with me online. I'm Nomad on Fire on pretty much all the social media platforms, probably most active on Instagram. So you can send me a a message or comment on a picture or something. And then, yeah, nomadonfire.com and then the Nomad on Fire podcast. Perfect. Thank you so much, Eric. We really appreciate you sharing your journey with us. Absolutely. This is a lot of fun. Thanks so much for having me on, Debbie. I hope you enjoyed this interview with Eric. Make sure to visit theoffbeatlife.com. Again, that's theoffbeatlife.com to get the extended interview where he shares how to achieve financial independence in order to have more freedom. Hey listeners, have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Lucky for you, I have created a new site that will help you learn how to launch, grow, and monetize your own show. I offer one-on-one mentorship programs and I'm launching an ebook, How to Create a Profitable Podcast, that can help you take your podcast from hobby to profitable business. Visit howtocreatepodcast.com to learn more. Again, that's howtocreatepodcast.com. See you there. Hey, listeners, thank you for listening to this episode, and I'm so thankful for your support. I would love to hear your thoughts on this episode and get suggestions on guests, topics we can discuss, and so much more. Feel free to reach out at hello at theoffbeatlife.com and let me know what you'd like to hear. If you like the show, don't forget to give us some love and review on iTunes. Thank you again for being a part of this journey, and I can't wait to hear how your location-independent story will unfold.